Today we're talking discipleship with my really good buddy. Who is it and what exactly about discipleship and digital stuff are we talking about? Find out right now because it's time. Holy nuclear time bombs! Holy overeating! Holy roller coasters! It's time! It's time! It's time for the Hello, everybody. This is Tom Pounder, and this is the YM Sidekick Podcast. This is the place where ministers come to get some cool tips and tricks and ideas on how to do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world. And today we're talking about discipleship because if you're a ministry leader and you're not talking about discipleship, you might as well just get out of the game because everybody's talking about discipleship. Now, I say that just a little bit jokingly, but uh, we are talking about discipleship, and it is a trending topic in ministry world. It seems like everyone's latching on to discipleship right now, which is great, because honestly, when I grew up doing young life ministry and working with student ministry, which I still do, we're all about discipleship. We're all about the relationships, and so it's exciting to see the transformations happening in the church where relationships matter more so than before. Now, don't at me on this one, okay? I know it's always been about the relationships, but we always get bogged down by it. And what I love about student ministry and what I loved in particular about Young Life is that we focus relationships, 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 which it seems like churches are doing a lot more now. And that's really awesome. So what does discipleship look like today? And in particular, how do you train people and how do you get equipped to do discipleship in this very digital and online world. Uh, that's why I've got my friend Stan Rada coming in. He's one of my very best friends, uh, and I love talking with him. We work together, and he's got some great stuff that he's doing online to help train disciples so they can be disciple makers that make disciples. So without any further ado, let's get into my conversation with Stan Rada and see how you can get equipped to equip those disciple makers right now. All right, with me right now is the one and the only Stanley Rada. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Stanley? I went Stanley. Uh, is that your full name? Um, is that your real name? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. That was my name as a child. And now my, uh, you know, a few family members call me that, but that's, that's a, yeah. Only when you're in trouble, right? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. In trouble is the middle name primarily, but yeah. <laughs> Um, my, uh, my uncle, his name is Tom as well. And, uh, his wife, now ex-wife, she would always used to say when, when we were around them and she was mad at him, she would yell Thomas. And I was like, ah. I want to be yelled Thomas sometimes. I always have this situation <laughs> with my name, Thomas. I, I will remember that next time we're on stage together. Oh, Thomas. Great. Thanks. Uh, Thomas. Well, all right. Good. Uh, well, Stan, thanks for joining me today. Uh, you know, of course. You know, I appreciate you taking time. Anybody who does not know you, I won't know you, even though you've been on my podcast a gazillion times. Um, and uh, But for anybody who doesn't know you, tell me who you are and what you do. Uh, so I am the one of the campus pastors at New Life on staff with Tom. I am uh, married, coming up on my 20th anniversary, actually here pretty soon. I have three kids, uh, two high schoolers and one in middle school. And um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the basics. And I love to uh, be a part of the, 
disciple making discussion. That's my thing. That and that's your thing, and that's the thing that we're talking about today. Yes, I know. I, okay. if, if you had invited me under to talk about anything else, I would have said no. Oh my gosh. Well, no, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and we've talked about a bunch of different things, but in this, yes, focus, we have this focus. We're, we're focusing primarily on digital stuff that we're learning, and yes, and, and you've been doing some great things. Um, discipleship. So let's just go from a higher level thing um, without okay. the digital yet. We'll talk about the digital in a second. Uh, okay. But you, you've really put a lot of emphasis, even before the coronavirus hit down and everything like that, you've been all in on disciple making and discipleship. So tell me about your passion there and why you're excited about that and, and some of the things that you are doing with discipleship right now. Um, yeah, sure. I think the, the thing that is, um, that's got me the most passionate right now is watching, um, the everyday believer who has never spent a minute inside a Bible college, uh, classroom or systematic theology course or old Testament survey or whatever, um, really get a hold of the gospel and want to share it with someone they know. Um, it's really exciting to see um, just the everyday believer get really passionate about their own faith, uh, learn how to hear from God themselves, hear, hear the, the conviction and the push of the Holy Spirit. Um, I've taken a lot of what I'm learning, and I'm putting it into one resor uh, resource called Forgen. Um, we can talk about that at some point if you want, but uh, Forgen is basically designed to help you make disciples to the fourth generation. Um, and so everything in it is practical. It's tool-based. It is not curriculum-based. It's tool-based and obedience-based and says, if you will take this tool and be obedient with it and use it, that God is going to uh, work through that to some degree. Yeah, so let's let's talk about um, we'll talk about Forgen in, in a second, but um, okay. What? Well, actually, let's let's hit on this. Explain what Forgen is like when you're talking about the Forgen. What is someone who may not know the generational okay. thing of that? Break that down for me a little. Bit. Okay, so the the concept of it is uh, from a from a discipleship perspective is really uh, it, it's a picture of the family. So, for instance, when um, uh, my mom, for instance, uh, obviously cares about me. She calls, she texts, she checks in. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Once a mom, always a mom kind of a thing. And then when I had kids, um, she would start to call and check in on the grandkids. How are my grandkids? How's, how are they doing? How's school? How's uh, you know, stuff going in their lives. And she was interested in that. So the idea of four generations or discipling, making disciples to the fourth generation really is this kind of family image of what does it look like for followers of Jesus to not just be concerned with themselves and themselves getting into heaven uh, and winning the prize at the end, but actually caring for their spiritual kids uh, caring for their spiritual grandkids, their spiritual great-grandkids, um, and being able to ask that question. The biblical foundation for that is uh, 2 Timothy 2.2, where Paul very clearly writes uh, to, to Timothy. And so from Paul to Timothy to faithful, faithful men to other reliable men who can train others also, there is a four-generational 
four generation kind of line of disciples that are pictured in second Timothy two, two. And so the concept of four gen really is just to say, how do we train people to be either the Timothy or to be like the Paul and find their Timothys and then find others and then find more and then kind of take that down that line. So what does it look like for me to be able to see a list of names and ask my guys, Hey, how are your guys? And how are their guys? Or ask my, some of the ladies that are a part of some of these discipleship conversations. How are your ladies? How are your ladies? How are their ladies? And work your way down. So the concept behind it is, uh, is second Timothy two, two, and it's very uh, familial in sure. How, how do we get people to care for their spiritual kids, grandkids and grandkids? No, that's, that's great. Th- thanks for that. That, that, um, that helps a lot. What do you, what do you look for with someone who you think might become a disciple? And then what do you look for the someone who can be a disciple maker? Can all of us become disciple makers? Because again, when I think of disciple, when I think of disciple makers, I think of a higher level of like, I can't possibly be that. So how right. do you take the average Christian and say, you can be a disciple and then you could also be a disciple maker. What, what, what kind of process do you go through with that? There, I mean, there's a, there's a lot in the process, but the simplest way to understand that would be if, if I were discipling you, for instance, I would ask you, hey, Tom, in the last week, tell me something that you have heard God say to you through scripture, through prayer, through quiet time. Tell me something God has said to you, a way you have experienced God, and then tell me how the step of obedience that you are taking as a result. If I can help you do that, then at some point that goes from being a disciple now to step into being a disciple maker is, is just pushing that to the next generation and now saying, okay, Tom, who is in your life that you can help them hear the voice of God the way that you have and take a step of obedience the way you have? How can you walk with somebody else and show them how you hear from God, how you're taking steps of obedience and walk with them and help them take that same step of obedience? We do this in a lot of a lot of ways. It's it's actually not super complex, um, but the steps of obedience and hearing God's voice and obeying, for some reason, tend to we get a little nervous about that and what all that means. And I don't know if I can do that and and whatnot. So there's a bunch with the process, but really at its simplest, it's just man, if you're hearing from God, then you're taking steps of obedience, and God is changing your life. Now all I'm trying to do is to help you tell somebody else how you've done that. I'm not trying to tell you to bring everybody to me so that as the paid professional, I can have the glory of all these people that I've fixed and saved and whatever. I'm actually finding more, the metric for success for myself is more, how can I help you now get to that next person to share with them what God's doing with you and help them do the exact same thing? Yeah, I, I, then see, that's part of the thing I love about you being a disciple maker because here, here's the deal. I think, again, back in the day, this is a while back, you know, it was almost like a badge of honor for you to say, oh, I've, I've, I've baptized over 100 people. And I, you know, I did all this great stuff. And I, honestly, my rebelliousness in me was like, <laughs> I, I don't want to decide, I don't want to baptize anybody. Because, you know, I, I don't want to baptize, because I don't want it to look like a badge of honor saying, uh, look at me, how great I am. And so what, what you're doing here is that you're preparing these people, average Christian people, 
to go and make disciples in an easy, yep. practical way. And so you've created this thing called ForGen. Um, mm -hmm. So talk to me a little bit about what you're doing digitally right now, because you're doing a lot of different things, the Facebook group, the YouTube. Uh, and so talk to me about some of the things that you're doing right now. Yeah. So, I mean, ForGen is, um, it's on all the, it's on all the platforms. It's a podcast now. It's uh, YouTube, it's Facebook, it's Instagram. It's all the things. Uh, it's a blog. It's, it's all of those things. Um, but um, yeah, I think what I'm, what I'm really trying to do with it is, is ultimately just to take what I am learning and try to branch that into whoever wants to be able to do that themselves. I'm particularly interested in trying to help other pastors who have been in the seat that I have been in for a long time. I've got to get all these people to me and grow my thing. And like, everybody's got to come and see me. I'm trying to help other pastors, ministry leaders, followers of Jesus kind of get away from that mindset. Um, and, and, and not that I, I mean, I would be stoked to uh, baptize a hundred people. That would be amazing. But um, the, the big thing with that for me is to be able to say, man, but if I've baptized, you know, one or two people, what, what happens when they baptize, each one of them baptizes four people, and then each one of those four baptize another four, and so on and so forth. Again, kind of thinking generationally about it. So the, the, the quote, badge of honor or the metric for success is not, did I get those baptisms, but did I help somebody else achieve that? And so if it's the podcast, if it's a video on YouTube where they learn a tool, they get some training, whatever, that they can now train someone else to do the same thing. I think that's the, the metric that, that we should be aiming at. Yeah. And see that that's what I like. Again, all I'll post all of Stan's uh, four gen stuff um, on, on the show notes so you can easily get them. Um, but he, you're right. He's on all the platforms and especially Twitter, which is great because, you know, Twitter's the best. <laughs> Um, but, I, I love Twitter. <laughs> but um, so let's talk, though, about what are the tools? Like, just give me some yep. of the training that you've done so far that you've put on the YouTube and the Facebook group. Okay. Some of the training you've done so far. And what are some of the other things? Because I think this is important because I think if the average person is listening to this podcast right now, which I hope there's an average person listening to the podcast right now, <laughs> um, at least one average person. But if you're, if you're the average person, you may not feel equipped. You're like, I want to be a disciple. I want to have an impact, but I don't know what to do. Right. So teach us that kind of stuff on 4Gen and what do you teach us? Right. Yeah, that was actually the premise of my last uh, Zoom training that I did when I did a Zoom training on a tool called uh, the three circles. The three circles is a tool that is a gospel share tool. And I've been a firm believer for a while now that there, I know there are some Christians out there that don't want to share their faith. They, they don't believe that they have the personality for it. They, they, it's just something that some of them may, may never do. Can everybody do it? Yes. But there are, we know that there are going to be some that just go, Nope, that's not for me. But for those that are saying, I want to, I wish I could, I think the bigger question for them is, or the bigger underlying problem for them is, they just don't know how. Many of the current believers in the church world, especially in the West, have grown up in church structures where, again, there was a paid professional who had all the answers. My best stab at evangelism 10 years ago would have been 
you know, just bring somebody to church and hope the pastor can reach them. I've had people say, I need to get a friend to church because they need to hear your sermons because I need you to fix them or I need you to that kind of thing, right? And so really, uh, there is a desire in the lives of followers of Jesus to want to reach their friends and their friends' marriages to be better and their, their friends to be saved and to know Jesus. The problem is always, how? How do I do that? And uh, without just saying, come to my church and let the pastor fix you. Um, and so that was, the, that was the entire premise of the three circles training. It was to say, this is for the everyday believer who is looking for a simple way to share the gospel, who, who struggle because they, I think somehow we know the gospel intrinsically, like it's in our head, but actually getting that out of our mouths to somebody else, we're nervous that we're going to mess it up or we're going to say something wrong or we're going to, you know, we didn't go to Bible college, so we can't say those things or whatever. But the, for instance, the three circles was shared as a training tool. And I use that one primarily to be able to say, if you're the everyday follower of Jesus and you just, you want to share your faith, but you don't know how, here's how you do it. This tool will help you do it. Take the tool, practice it, get fluid with it, and then go out and give it a try. Share it with someone and practice and utilize uh, the tool. And so I believe that the stuff that I'm putting out, I mean, if I didn't believe in it, I wouldn't put it out. But uh, if, uh, I mean, I believe the stuff that, that I'm putting out is practical, simple, reproducible. Anybody can get on there with or without whatever level of education in the Christian world, and they can take the tool and reproduce it almost immediately um, if they just take the time to practice the how of, of it. Yeah, see, I, I, and that's what I like about what you're doing is that you're walking people through, again, two of the videos that I've seen, you've, you've had a whiteboard out there, and you're just kind of walking them through the process. It's really yeah. easy training, and it's free training. Now, I, that's not to yeah. say you won't ever do something that is paid down the road, but the reality is you're offering this free stuff for people to learn these tools. And I'm going to be honest, before we started walking through some of this stuff um, as our church, I, I haven't heard of some of these tools. And even one of the yeah. things that you did a video on recently that's on YouTube uh, was, uh, was something I've never heard of before. So I, it, like I'm learning these new things. So even if, if you're a, a mature believer and you're like, I want to learn something fresh, something new, you're taking the time to walk us through it. And that's what I really like about that. Um, and so you've yep. developed quite a good community there. Yeah, I'm working. Well, yeah, I'm working to develop that community. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and, and you're using, you're utilizing Facebook rooms right now. So it's like, Hey, you know, I, I did start that. Yeah. Say so if you want to get into the digital part of the conversation, you know, uh, yeah, we could talk about, we can talk about Facebook rooms at some point. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just one of the, how uh, you've already experimented with once or twice, or you have one coming up as well. Like how, how have you used yeah. Facebook rooms? So right now, um, the way I'm utilizing uh, the Facebook room right now, I haven't done much beyond my current group of what I call house church leaders. Um, I started using the house church language because I believe that it gives the leader a, a heavier, sense of responsibility for the people in the group nothing against the you know the millions of small group leaders that are out there but to me the language small group uh kind of denotes a more of a voluntary approach to just helping facilitate a group 
get through a curriculum, a book of curriculum. Let's get through the next Beth Moore study. Let's get through the next John Maxwell thing. Let's get through the next FPU, uh, Dave Ramsey stuff. Let's, let's just kind of get through the next thing. House church leader says, I am responsible. I am taking the spiritual responsibility for these people's next steps as disciples. So the way I've used the Facebook room currently is I have a, a private Facebook um, group for as we add house church leaders and people that say, I'm in, I want the training, I want to know. We bring them into a Facebook group where all the house church leaders are talking and they can share uh, success stories, they can share failures, they can ask questions. And then on uh, right now, at least on Friday nights, um, which will be coming up tonight, actually, of, of this recording anyway, uh, I'm going to be using Facebook room to talk to those house church leaders and say, how's it going? Um, how's your, you know, uh, our language is fishing. How, how, how are your conversations going with people, with lost people? Um, who is new to your group, to your house church? Uh, what questions do you have? How can we support each other, encourage each other, pray for each other? all that stuff. And so I've used Facebook rooms for that just to get on and have a simple conversation with uh, the, this kind of group of, of followers of Jesus who have said, I want to be a disciple who makes disciples. I will lead a house church. I will follow these principles, these tools, these trainings I'm in. And then I use Facebook room basically to connect with them face to face, encourage them, train them in something that they may need, uh, pray with them, encourage them, all that kind of stuff. That's how I've used it so far. Um, that's not to say, obviously that won't evolve into something more or, um, you know, more public, but at, at this point so far, that's been a primary tool for engaging my current house church leaders and encouraging them in their work. Okay. So let me just make sure I got this correct. Okay. It, is what you're doing with the house churches, or is that incorporated into four gen? Like, is that in the four gen group or is this a completely separate group? The, um, it's, it's some of, well, it's kind of incorporated because the house church leaders can all be in the, the forge in Facebook group and they can all be, you know, learn and train within the group. Yeah. Um, but there are some of these house church leaders that are out of state. They're in different, you know, South Carolina, New York, they're in different places. Um, but they can still take advantage of the training and the resource and the conversation within the forge in Okay. group um that's just kind of my umbrella for it does that make sense yeah 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 that's what i thought okay. i just wanted clarification because yeah. sometimes i mean sometimes you're you're so in you know intelligent i i just i have to come down for myself you know <laughs> oh brother oh <laughs> uh, uh, stan this is awesome man. i love what you're doing with four gen and i love this the, the 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 changing of definitions again not to minimize what a small group leader does but when absolutely you put, but what you put that emphasis on the house church stuff or uh, um, you are, you, you, there's a level of discipleship that is, is involved there that I don't think is there necessarily, again, my personal opinion, is there in a small group sit, situation. So it provides a discipleship opportunity for you with that house group leader, but then with that high, house group leader to have so much more discipleship responsibility amongst the people that are coming into their home, you know? Yeah. It, it, it again, you're right. It is nothing against the current um, small group leader who may be at that place. And that is awesome. We need those. Um, the, the current small group model has primarily been focused on community, which is good. The church needs community. Christian need community. We need to, to the place to go to be encouraged and share together. That's 100% okay. The, the difference is that when, in, in at least my language, when you shift from I'll lead a small group or I'll host a small group, 
and you say, I will lead a house church, what you're committing to now is not only the spiritual responsibility for those people, but actually the, the movement of those disciples, meaning you are now taking the responsibility to say, I will help that person make more disciples and lead their own house church. It goes away from, okay, in the small group where we're going to huddle for community, it really becomes this outward focus. We are actually going to reach our neighbors and our friends, and we are going to use our, our to do it. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. I love what you're doing here. I think you're making it really easy for people who desire to be disciples and disciple makers to really uh, to get some easy training and uh, really put into practice what they're doing because you're really following up a lot with them. So I think it's awesome. Again, I'm going to have all the, the links in the show notes. So Stan, as we kind of, you know, as we wrap up here, any final words or comments or questions or thoughts? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I've got a, a lot on this particular topic. Um, yeah, the, the big thing for me, if you if you do follow on social media or whatever, and you kind of want to get connected to some of these conversations, um, one thing is uh, to look and, and be aware of the, um, the Zoom trainings that I'm trying to do. I was trying to utilize Zoom to reach um, out to a broader audience who aren't in the Facebook group yet so that other people could join in. And what Zoom allows me to do in that format, it is it allows me, it allows any disciple maker who wants to press into new, you know, with new people, new territory, whatever, um, to actually have the back and forth conversation initially. And then as they take steps forward, invite them into that next kind of quote tier of like, all right, here's a committed core that's going to be running. And so if you jump on any of the stuff on ForgeIn, uh, look, look for the Zoom trainings, the videos and stuff I put out. I mean, they're great to watch, but the Zoom conversation allows you to interact with, uh, with me and to have kind of a back and forth. We can practice together and you can kind of get a sense of, okay, where is this going? What's this all about? And uh, so, so those are really important to understanding why disciple making movement, what this is all about, uh, where it's going. So you, you are very clear on what it is that you're being asked to do and the next step of like responsibility and, and all that stuff that, that comes along with it. So. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Well, find him online. He's always online and <laughs> you know, every now and then you might even see him smoking a cigar or something like that. Yeah, yeah maybe that's possible. <laughs> and you know, on a side note thing, you do do a great t-shirt, you know, the world's most okay. <laughs> you know, stuff too. So I'm going to throw that in there too, because I throw this out to my guests every now and then Jeanette got one, you know, I mean, I got to yep. send these out there to people, you know, thanking them for yeah. being my guests, you know, <laughs> begging she them did. to come on, you know, thanking them to be my guest. She, she did get a shirt and uh, posted a picture. That was pretty cool. That's yeah, kind of fun great. to see a, a design that you've made to go and actually be out there in the world on someone. That's kind of cool. Yeah, you are all over the place, smoking cigars, riding motorcycles, doing disciples yeah. stuff, and making t-shirts. And, and making t-shirts. It's it's a crazy world. <laughs> all right, dude. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, dude. You got it. All right. So there he was, Stan Rada. The one and only Stan Rada talking about discipleship and disciple making. I seriously, I love what he's doing with Four Gen. I think it's great. So you got to go check out the website, check out the Facebook group, check out all his training. It's all for free right now. Again, that's not to say that he won't do some paid stuff every now and then down the road, but right now it's all for free, and he's got some great stuff. He's on the podcast as well. 
Um, so definitely check out all his stuff. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this. What do you think about disciple making? How are you making disciples who will then make more disciples? What are you doing? What's your strategy? Uh, hit me up on Twitter at TA Pounder. I would love to hear more of your thoughts on this because we can all learn how to be become better disciples and also better disciple makers each and every day. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So get on Twitter and share it with me. Let's talk about it tomorrow online. All right, heroes. Well, that wraps it up for another episode of the YM Sidekick Podcast. If you like the podcast, go and subscribe to it. You can do it on Spotify, on Google, on Apple. Uh, you can go to ymsidekick.com. I've got everything at ymsidekick.com. I've got the podcast, some vlogs. Um, I got some ebooks on there. Also, information about the Digital Bootcamp Facebook group. If you want to learn more digital tools to help you expand your reach in this very digital and online world, this digital world, as Jeff Reed would say, definitely go to the Digital Bootcamp Facebook group and uh, be a part of that. We've got some great discussions going on there, and we would love for you to be a part of it and learn as we learn how to do ministry more effectively. Um, so we hope you do that. All right, heroes, well, I hope you have a great rest of the day, and I'll talk to you soon. Have a great one.